Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arling Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today's episode is about deity work. But before we get into it, do you want to tell them where they can find us at? You can follow us over on X at edpro underscore pgh. We still do tweet a lot. You can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, pretty much everywhere at Edda Arlene. And you can go to our YouTube channel at Edda Arlene and like and subscribe to get some free Reiki that we post almost every single day. And then I want to say thank you to our patrons and everybody who has donated. It really helps us a lot. And if you would like to help us, you can go to our website at arlene.com slash shop and check out our books, oracle card decks, and the things that we create. Um, it really helps us a lot. And I want to say thank you to everybody who's left reviews. If you like this podcast and want to support us, please consider leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps us a lot. All right. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, this episode's about DD work, and it's going to be like a loose episode. Um, if you like, uh, I'm getting tongue tied, guys. Um, if you've gone to like um, our spirit guide workshop, we do touch on that. We might do something specifically for divine beings. Um, something I like to do is help people connect to their spirit guides and divinities. Um, just sh- show them how to do it kind of thing mm. and how to like feel their presence. Um, and that's like a passion project. <laughs> I feel you like actually <laughs> have tarot readings offered on our website where you can help people connect with their spirit oh, guides. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I always if, forget about that too. Yeah, if you um, wanted like a one-on-one with me, that's something we can do. Um, and how it works is that it depends on your guide. It depends on the divine being. Um, some people will have very like intense entities that come in and very specific. Um, a lot of times it's them wanting to nurture that connection through you specifically and I kind of help you foster that through the tarot reading Mm -hmm. so um if you were to get a tarot reading in regards to your spirit guide we would talk about a card that like represents your spirit guide we would talk about the nature of this guide and we would talk about how like you can communicate with them connect with them um we will probably not talk about their name specifically because I usually like you guys to figure out and develop that connection with your spirit guide um and because our spirit guides communicate differently so um I would give you the tools to do that or alternatively it would be like doing one of our spirit guide workshops but we um I don't think we have one of those planned out like next month I think it's like gonna be a while (laughs) like the summer or something who knows we we like randomly will do classes we might get one up live or something yeah we're still trying to figure out like the best way to do an online format because we've had requests yeah but everything on our store is on sale right now too all your tarot readings are on sale and our reiki sessions are on sale too if you want to book with us yeah i'm starting um this i like joined this website called tarot bridge and sometimes i will be doing live readings on there so if you wanted to just hop on and talk to me live um, that would be an outlet, but um, that's like brand new, and I'm ex- it's like I'm in the exploratory phase of it. Um, I just thought it might be cool to link with people randomly. Yeah, <laughs> like if you were like, uh, if I'm like, oh, I'm doing these live readings on Tuesday at like five, you could like hop on and get link up with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's something that I like to do, and um, you know, the deities and divine beings are not different from that Um, so speaking of the the deity work if you feel like 
an energy is trying to reach out to you, communicate with you, what are some of like the common signs people can look for? Yeah, so I think we can talk about like so the concept of DD work. Um, people will debate and will argue till no end if you're whatever circle you're in. But that's because there's a strong influence from Wicca and kind of the reviving some of the pagan practices. And you see the concept of working with a deity very prevalent in Wiccan practice. And um, and then other more neo-pagan, newer witchcraft practices, there's this like idea that you have one deity and they are your guide throughout your witchcraft experience so there's so a lot of newer like practitioners or people who are newer to spirituality will be on this hunt for their patron or their matron and that's not always that's not exactly how that works unless that is your practice and that's fine like um i'm big on not telling people i don't want to ever invalidate anybody's experiences i don't want to invalidate anybody's practice because everybody's on a journey so like where they're at now might evolve as they like grow on their path and Um, so you'll see people who are like that whole idea of like worship versus work with and stuff like that. And they get like all mangled because their philosophies vary. Um, however, like kind of like how we treat the deity, deity work is kind of more of like a somewhat modern thing. And, um, traditionally, like if you were to look like say ancient Greece, it would have been, um, your patron would have been linked to your occupation and where you live most of the time. So you might be um, into, I'm trying to think of like something, uh, let's say you were, you were a fisherman, you might have Poseidon as your patron because of that occupation, but you would still like honor the other deities. Mm-hmm. And then you might live in an area, so you might have your occupation and then you have your, um, your land like patron or matron. And that's kind of like how it is. Now, like a lot of times people's patrons or matrons or whatever, they link with how like something that that person's interested in and they overlap. So those spirits might stay with you more because they are directly correlating with what your like life path is. Um, And sometimes like maybe you have a spirit like come in and it's to put you on the correct path. So you might be like, wow, why is this like being here? Like, we'll talk about Poseidon again. Let's say you are working in like a mundane job. You don't like it. You have always wanted to get involved in like, you know, something that deals with like water or marine biology or something, but you didn't have the like, and that's what your heart is. That's what your like passion is, but you didn't think you could do it. You might have like some sort of like ocean spirit show up out of nowhere to help put you on that path. So that's like another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what often times will happen whenever is that people will have, feel like they're being called to certain deities and divine beings too. So that would include like angels, um, archangels in particular, um, various earth spirits like Fae. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very well-known fairies and elves and things like that. Um, and if you get, like, let's say, like, the Norse Pantheon, you're going to have, like, giantesses and stuff. You know, here, Celtic mythology, you're going to have those types of beings. Um, infernals, you know, we did an episode on them. Like, you might feel this call to specific divine beings, and it can manifest differently. So it can be um, that you are literally seeing signs. You're seeing their symbols everywhere. You're hearing their name everywhere. Their name pops up in your head. Another one is if you're like fixated on their name and you're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know where this name came from. I don't know why I'm hyper-focusing on it. It said that they're like whispering in your ear kind of for you to do more research. 
Um, a lot they can show up in dreams. A lot of people will have dreams where a divine being shows up to them, wanting to like help them and engage with them. Um, it can manifest in a lot of different ways. Uh, it the biggest thing is that we can sometimes look for things. It's kind of like how people are like sometimes when it comes to angel numbers, how it's like you're looking for angel numbers. When it comes to like the deities and the divine beings, it's not, you're not looking for the signs. They just show up. Like they, you just see it out of left field. Like there's no, nothing really correlating you to that being. And then all of a sudden you're having like back to back dreams of that entity showing up, wanting to introduce themselves to you. Or you're seeing not only, I mean, I know we know social media has algorithms, but like there's a limit when you're getting hit with so much content on a random you know, God from some like especially pantheon. if it's something that you're not, <clears throat> not interested, interested in, and that's something that you pay attention to. Like if you are not religious, and all of a sudden you are being called to deal with the archangels, yeah, there might be something there to explore. Yeah, like I mean, I would say that the divine beings that came into my life all came out of left field, but they all resonate. And have really set me on the path that I'm on. And not just magically. Like just all encompassing. Um, so if you listen to the podcast early on. Uh, we would talk a lot about Archangels. Our first episode was on Archangels. I believe with Christina Roche. That was one of our first interviews with yeah. people. But if you listen to the beginning of the podcast to now. Like you can see the evolution of our understandings. And like that's what's beautiful about this life. Is that you can be open to the changes. Yeah. Um. But they, all these beings, they all have their divine functions to assist with humanity and so on and so forth. Yeah, like there's, I mean, there's like varying philosophies, but yes, essentially they are, they're not to be like, you don't have to be afraid. That's the one thing, a big thing whenever I see people getting into like working with these divine beings is that there's this fear and I think a healthy respect and fear initially going into some like, the unknown. Uh, the unknown, or you hear stories about them, or it's just, like, this power that, like, you might get a glimpse of, like, yeah, that's scary, and, but they are not scary, you know, a lot, where is that, like, indoctrination coming in that, like, there's, like, this weird fear of, like, branching outside of, for whatever reason. And I was um, weary for a while, I mean, it's hard not to be, oh, well, especially I, when you are being inundated with things that you don't even Aren't, yeah. aren't even remotely, like, aware of. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Like, you, you, um, like, there's a lot of, uh, learning curve, depending on the being. And some people will have it come in very nicely, beautiful, sunshine, you know, hello, my child, I'm here. Other people get introduced to a different type of archetype that throws them in a pit of fire and then they are birthed into this thing and then they are completely like what the fuck but then it triggers something in them and they like go all in on whatever it is i hope that i don't inter- get introduced to a spirit that way but i've <laughs> i've have friends who have like really crazy yeah. stories of their first their introductions, introductions. Yeah. yeah and um so i was comfortable with archangels because i grew up with that yeah um i i, I grew up like accepting all of that and then, but then how I start working with them changed too from just prayers. Yes, to like them as like teachers and things like that, protectors. 
then it starts going into other things. Like I start having dreams of like other types of entities, signs, blah, blah, blah. And I remember the first, one of the first like deities that ever showed up to me, I was very skeptical to the point, and my friends listening, they know this story, but I would bicker back and forth every night in my dreams because I have very vivid dreams because I was trying to wrap my head around what this entity was. Yeah, what, what's going on? I, I didn't even know who he was until I knew who he was. And now I am completely obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, another similar story is another deity that I like. And this one did scare me. Like, scared me because I didn't know anything about... Well, I didn't know anything about the other deity but this one i didn't know anything about anything with nothing nothing. completely nothing and then um fuck it it was loki loki shows up and all i think is this is the devil this is the guy that ended the world absolutely terrified and then people around me were skeptical they were worried about me engaging engaging with with him and now years later it's chill I, we just bought him candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it, it's like like we said earlier, like it's the fear of the unknown, and mm-hmm. it's the fear of what the stories that you might have heard in mythology or so on and so forth. And one of the first steps to acceptance is accepting that these beings are real. Yeah. And that's something to you to think about. Is like when you're asking the universe, asking God, asking Source for assistance and things. God, source, works through people, and it works through its divine beings that have, or have their function. Just like if you want to work with archangels and you want to want protection, or you want to alchemize some things, you call upon Archangel Michael most of the time, right out the gate, even though Archangel Raphael has functions as well under that. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, healing the, Archangel Raphael. There's a lot of, um, I mean, angels are really powerful. Communication, um, Archangel Gabriel. Yeah, and there's, like, a ton of them, um, and they all do... You can really go deep. The archangels, I, like, think are cool because it's, like, there's these two ways of... In, the way I see it, there's two ways of, like, working with them. And there's this really, like, love and light, like, healing meditation. I'm sure we're all familiar with some of it. It can be very powerful, and then there's like this layer that goes under and you get like all this like weird occult stuff you know you start moving into like all of this mysticism and lore and like their origins and like historically and it just gets layered and layered and it's like how deep do you want to go with that like it went from fluff to the depths yes that will completely shake your world completely if you're open to it yeah, and that's something that evolves as well. So how deep you go with various divine beings is going to evolve over time. So like you're going to you might start with one of these divine beings and it's very like fluffy. It's very like introduction. This is and then as you continue your path with them, they can show you more and more layers of themselves, of yourself, of like how to like unlocking all this potential within you and um one thing like that's that is interesting too is that 
you're not stuck with one like there it's it's not like an exclusion like an exclusive uh, I, i'm trying to think of the right word it's not like you're just exclusively with this one entity so you are going you will probably bounce around between different i see them as like teachers so there's this other big debate about a spirit guide being a god or a angel or whatever who will say like let's say an archangel like archangel um like gabriel is their spirit guide and then you'll have people get really upset about it because they're like archangels can't be spirit guides and then you'll have the flip where they defend them and blah 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 and so um basically a divine being can it's a guide it can act as a guide but it's not exclusively yours like that archangel is not only your archangel but that doesn't invalidate your connection with that energy yeah yeah they can be like a main a main uh energy that you are utilizing like on your spirit team and on your like they they are there for you all the time like you can have some of these divine beings that are with you all of your life and who are not going to leave they probably they might have connections with you from past lives they might go with you to future lives they might go with you while you're you know on whatever soul journey you're on which could expand for who knows how long you might derive from a current of their energy and that might be why so that falls in line with like some of the philosophy around have these like higher level like divine beings they energy currents go down and it's manifested in different humans through diamonds whatever that's an involved topic i don't know if we'll touch on on this podcast yeah, this is the intro <laughs> yeah but basically when it comes to like archangel all of those types of entities deities what have you they can move around so you might have one that's in your life for a couple years a couple months helping you heal something and then you might have another one step in and they help you with something and then you might have another one come in or you might have two that are helping you with one specific thing and then they fade out and the other one you were working with from the start comes back it, it it's there's no like set rule with how that needs to be and i know that sometimes we can get really locked in on our these beings but they they can leave you like they can leave permanently or they can come back Oftentimes it can be, um, I know our spirit guides will call in these beings sometimes. So your main spirit guide, you might not know them, but they might decide that you need this archetypal energy support with whatever you're doing on your path. And then you start dreaming about some, you know, random goddess or something. And then that goddess pulls out once you're helped on your path. Or she might decide to stick around because it is something that's a long-term thing. Okay. So... Intro deity work. If someone thinks that they are being contacted by a deity, whether it be a god from the Greek pantheon mm-hmm. or an archangel, yeah, what should their first steps be to initiating the start of a relationship? Okay, so if you have a divine being from any pantheon, any any type of divine being, you have to research them. You have to research that entity, and you also want to spirit vet. So there's two things you have to do. One, you want to research them, research their myths. That's also a way to connect with them. So let's say you are sure that this is, um, I don't know, some random god. Like, let's say you know for sure that that is that. So then you can connect with them through researching them. That is an act of, like, devotion, an act of love, an act of, like, I want to work with you because I'm willing to take the time to learn how who you are what your myths are, what philosophies surround you, how do you show up for people, how do, how do people experience your energy, things like that. 
And you, you can spend a lot of time researching that. You don't need to just jump in and start like trying to do whatever. And I look at them like teachers. So like they're going to have teach you things like about what you need to heal. And sometimes that can include like magic if that's what you want. It depends on the nature of the entity too. A lot of times it could be like self-love, self-confidence. It can be healing, um, heartbreak, healing, uh, what anything like that. So you want to research that divine being, you know, if it's read the direct sources too, of like, I don't like read like a, um, a hymn, read the hymns to like the, if it's a Greek deity, read the Eddas, if it's Norse, like just get yourself familiar with who they are and what their myths are. And, and then you want to try to like connect with them, but you also want to vet their, them as a spirit. So at some point early on, you want to make sure that they are who they say they are. And um, that means that you fact check anything that they say to you. So you might have a divine being who says they're something and then they start telling you information about themselves. See if it lines up. And that oftentimes is a nice indicator that you are on the correct path. If they tell you something you didn't know, you look it up and it's, it's true. Which is also quite unsettling when it happens, but still like really cool. So you want to fact check them. Then like you want to um, ask them. So if, okay, if you go, I need to vet you. And you start asking them questions like spirit vetting, which you can find online. There's a lot of qu- people like showing how to do that. But um, Devin Hunter has a book and he has like a whole questionnaire that you give to spirits. It's um, the witch's book of a power spirits. Oh, witch's book of spirits. Okay. And he has like a whole Q and A part, like an example Q and A for spirits and. Um, I did do that. I did that with all of my, um, spirits that came around. And I remember I, there was a moment, you know, if we're talking about Loki, like I, I was like, okay, you got to answer some questions. <laughs> and then he like, you know, without going into too much detail, it ended up being like fine, but you're not going to offend them if you want to make sure they are who they are. They probably prefer that you do that because that's like them teaching you how to like engage with spirits. If they get offended, like if they get upset and they say, I don't, I'm a god, I don't understand why you need to know this. Or there's th- going to be retribution. Or there's going to be retribution. That is a sign that it's not who it says it is. And you should never feel pure terror. You should never feel uncomfortable. You should never feel like you have to do anything. They should not ask you to do anything that makes you feel, puts you in a hard position. Um, if they, they might challenge you, they might like do something like they want you to go to the gym every day and that is your talent or they want you to cut out sugar but that's something that's for your highest good like something that like they're doing to help you out because of them wanting to nurture you they won't make you do things that are they're not gonna make you like okay they need blood offerings they're not gonna do that stuff um sure there's people out there that are doing that but that's because they want to do it not because this divine being is forcing them to um and then you can also you're not forced to be in a, a connection with them you can also decline that connection and that's completely fine they will not enact divine retribution on you they won't do any of that they'll just move on um so that's the first thing you want to do so spirit vet make sure it is who it is and they research say they are. the deity and learn the history research yes and then you want to research how people because it's going to vary depending on the practice that they come from um, you want to see how people engage with that spirit because there's gonna you might what happens if you get approached from a spirit that isn't something that's traditionally a closed practice that means that you need to learn that practice 
find teachers, find a way to like be guided in that direction. And that spirit would help you. So you would ask that spirit to unfold that for you. Then there's also like, let's say it's not a a closed practice um, that you're trying to like get initiated in or whatever. You would want to see how like it's traditionally done to engage with them. Like what are some of the taboos? Like what are certain things that they like? Like how do people approach them? Like some people, some you know, divine beings want you to have a lot of clarity clarity when you invoke their presence because they want to get to business and they don't want their time to be wasted. Where other ones might want to have a more softer approach where they want to sit with you and meditate with you and like whatever. And they'll do that more to get you familiar with them before they start doing X, Y, and Z. And then you, um, you know, you start, you meditate with them. That's the thing, like meditate with them. Like Get, do you can do um, when I say offerings offerings sounds so dramatic but what it is is you are like basically saying thank you for your time it's kind of like an act of gratitude an act of love you are not forced to give offerings to divine beings you do them because you love them you do it because you want to do it you're grateful for the assistance and you're grateful for the assistance and depending on the divine being so if it is something that's a little more intense energetically they might want that type of energy expressed to them And that's where you get the, it's advised that you light a candle for them. But what you give them is up to you, unless they specifically say they would like something, but you're not forced to give them anything. Like, I I cannot express that enough. There is no, like, you are forced to do this or you will have the wrath of the gods on you. Like, that's not, that's just, like, rhetoric in my opinion. But it is good for a lot of them to form a relationship with them. You should do it, like out of respect and out gratitude. Of respect if you and want gratitude. them to take if you you're seriously, you're gonna ask. I don't know. It's just a stranger yeah. on the street for a thousand dollars. They're gonna look at you and be like, "No, no, so you can't but just go in." If you befriend in. that stranger, they're not a stranger anymore. Then your request. Yeah, but it's like they can see your heart, though. Like yeah. you have to have a. Your heart has to be in the right place when you're engaging with them. And that gets me onto the whole concept of evocation, invocation, that type of thing. Okay, can you explain evocation versus invocation? Yeah, so an evocation is you are summoning that entity outside of you. Usually these are going to involve ritual, like when you think of high magic, like that type of thing, and oftentimes bounding them, not advised. An invocation is you're inviting them to communicate inside of you. For lack of a better word, inviting them into your spirit. And that means that you invoke them and you can hear the guidance through your clairs, essentially. And then they will leave when you tell them to leave. It is not possession. (laughs) I make that clear when I say that. It's that you're inviting them to kind of communicate with you telepathically. You're like opening that like channel. for. And that's a difference between merging. Yeah. So merging um, is another thing that you, you can do with a divine being that is really close to you. Um, and that is whenever you have a piece of them merge, you merge like your energies and you can learn through them that we've done it in shamanic ritual. Um, it's not a long-term thing. You're not permanently merged with them unless you're engaging in a practice that involves spirit union. And that's like the whole concept of spirit marriage. That is a whole other thing. A lot of people, um, that it involves a lot of dedication. It involves, um, something that will transcend time it's not something that's willy-nilly it's not something that happens all the time but does happen and it's one of those touchy topics where like 
you know, your experience is your experience and I kind of stay out of it, my personal opinions about. But it is something that happens and people are can have like intimate like connections with so these beings can connect with us in a plethora of ways. So some people might engage with a divine being as a friendship where it'll feel like you're talking to your friend. They're still teaching you, they're still enriching you. It's just you don't perceive them like a parent. You see them as like your buddy. And if they're like they might be more silly. So they might like make jokes with you and stuff like that. And that's how they engage with you. Then you have others that will feel very much like, oh, this feels a very mothering energy. They're very nurturing or they're very like fathery. Like, you know, there's this like parent-child relationship. Then there's some where it feels like it's student-teacher. It's like you have a mentor and then a teacher. And then some people will even feel like almost like, it's like these romantic feelings towards that divine being. But, but like those styles are all for a reason. There's something there that they're addressing when they engage with you the way they engage mm. with you. So you might have issues with trust. Let's say you have issues with romance. You have issues with shame. You might have a spirit come in and address that for mm. you. And that's where that healing comes in. It's And then the same thing with like you, maybe you have a hard time like connecting with friends, like making friends. Maybe you feel like you need that mothering energy. So sometimes they'll show up as these archetypes to help you with that and to help you heal. And that it's going to change and vary person to person, deity to deity, however you want to like interpret it. But if you, you do not want to do magic where you are forcing a divine being to do your will, it will backfire. They will get pissed off. Unless it's your choice. You do what you want to do. Yeah, do you? I'm talking about my personal. I will never force anything to do my bidding. (laughs) And I hope that, you know, I wouldn't want that to be my case. I wouldn't want to be forced to do anything I don't want to do feel mm-hmm. like you wouldn't receive um, the best spiritual guidance because it's under duress. <laughs> and um, I think that they would get really angry at you. I think you could piss off their friends. <laughs> and like, because they have their own connections to different divine beings and practitioners, you know, that's a whole other thing. Um, and then uh, it's just, it's just not advised to, to do that type of thing. Um, you're better off having it be like a mutual, equal type of situation mm. like like you were saying be befriending them and seeing what they want to teach you and going from there going from there because most uh, most times when these beings are coming around you there's they're they're responding to something that you yeah asked for so when you start seeing the signs and you and you start if you think that i don't know a goddess like aphrodite is trying to reach out to you start keeping track of as much as you can the signs that you think you're seeing and try to keep track of what you were thinking about or what you were asking for, petitioning the universe for, what your, your manifestations. Ask, try to remember that and see if that stuff starts matching up to the energies that are coming to you. So if you're asking for, I don't know, money and mm-hmm. success and wealth and a being that's, that's not their function is trying to get you, either A, there's stuff that you, inner work you have to do yeah. to be able to get to that point for what you're asking for, or B... You need to ask the right deity, energy, deity for what you... Yeah, because you can petition deities and divine beings even if you they didn't approach you first. Yes. So some people think that you have to be approached first, but that's not the case. You, um, I mean, if you were to go, like, historically, people would petition various deities all the time. Um, so it's okay for you to research and find a deity that you feel can help you with whatever you need help with. And then you can petition them and develop that relationship and see if they hear you out, see what they have to say. Um, 
what guidance they have, if they, like, match you, like, if you guys get along, that's another thing. Like, you could petition a deity and you guys just don't vibe and they, like, send you to somebody that's a better fit Yeah. Um, for you. Or it could be you petition a deity thinking you need one thing and that deity is like, no, this is the core yeah. of your problem. And then they give, they send you to the divine being that is more apt at dealing and healing with you so you can have whatever that end goal is. The other big thing is, like, you can't, like, make them give you things. Um, and that a lot of people will try to utilize these deities for, like, love magic or, like, curses and stuff like that, which you can. But you're also at the discretion of, like, if they feel like it's warranted. <laughs> like, if they uh, feel like it's something that... I mean, yeah, who knows? I heard this really... Uh, you know, I won't go into too much detail, but I heard this story recently I was like reading I was on this feed and there's this like divine being that some guy like petitioned for something really like trivial and that entity didn't know them didn't have to felt basically it would be like you said like you just roll, rolling up to somebody and be like hey give me a million dollars or something like that it wasn't money related and basically this dude like got what he wanted but it was like be careful what you wish for and it was like horrible he didn't want he didn't want that at all and then he realized it was because of how he like asked how he went about it how and so then he circled back mended that and then everything ended up being magically fine and straightening out so like yeah i mean i don't know it just depends on the deity i think it depends on the divine being period but you understand how to engage with them properly by researching them Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to that's literally um, you understand like what steps you should take, what offerings um, to give, what what they like, what you they like. And sometimes like you know you could depend on your clairs. You could like have a divine being like tell you like this is what I like, and then you would do research, find out that that's what other practitioners do. Like I I mean we have friends that are in occult circles, and I always laugh whenever we have overlap in spirits that we're working with, and we find out that we are doing the same thing. Yeah. To vent to to engage with them like they're asking us for the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was talking to one of our friends and they were saying how they gave this specific candy to one of my divine beings. And I'm like I literally like gave that type of candy to them yesterday. like yesterday. <laughs> and so it's like really funny fun to like have that weird stuff happen. Um, I mean, I mean it just like research is the key. Research is the key. And then you- research and respect. There's also this, like, thing that happens, too, when you have divine beings, like, engage with you that you get a lot of their energy sometimes, and it can make you, like, I don't want to say obsessed, but you can, like, really be consumed by that. And yeah, it's happened to me and Hermes. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I do it intentionally now. Like, yeah. now, I like, I always joke, like, you know, about Apollo and stuff like that. Like, I'm consciously aware of that, like, me really liking what he does and his functions and stuff. But that's because there's a strong overlap with what my occupation, like as an artist, as what your like, life goals and your interests. Yes, it lines up. So it's like, I have all this gratitude for that. So I'm, I'm very open with expressing it, but there's a difference between like really loving like a divine being versus like letting it consume you, which usually they're really good at like slowing down But also there can be like this ego thing that like pops up where you think like you're like, I'm special. I have this being, but everybody's special. Everybody has a connection to the divine. Like you're not, you're not special. (laughs) You're not unique. Like everybody's, I I like to flip it and say, everybody's awesome. That's like one thing. Everybody's awesome. Everybody's connection to the divine. Everybody does it on their own terms. And like it's, 
don't get caught up in those realms constantly. It's you can have all this really cool shit happen and then it's like you're it's like you're not connecting down, you're not grounding down. That's like something that I've noticed some people have I've had it happen to myself and I've been very conscious about pulling myself back down. And it's hard because our occupations are very mystical. Mm-hmm. So um in our case, it's not like we have a mundane job that can pull us back no, into just, this realm. Mm-hmm. It's like constant spiritual stuff, which mm-hmm. I love. But super it, grateful. Oh, I love it. I freaking <laughs> love it. But like it's also important to like get back into who you are. Yes. And that's what they should be helping you to do. They should help you recognize all of these like good traits within yourself and nurture those yeah. and help you grow. It shouldn't be detrimental, all consuming, like you're not part of reality anymore, whatever. It should it's like you're ha- they're teaching you and helping you be the best version of yourself you yeah. can be um at the end of the day. If you will, if that's like something that they're you're help, here to help you and help yeah. you maximize this existence um in the way that you would like it to be and yeah. your divine path. So answer the call. Yeah, so I mean that's that. That's uh, that. I think we covered everything. It's we getting really long. Maybe this is something we could do like a, a workshop for, but <laughs> Yeah, we could. We could do a workshop or we could do another part another day. Yeah, maybe like another part. Because there's a lot of like really cool historical um context for DD patronage and um then there's also like a lot of really interesting things in regards to how like the overlapping yeah. and so on and so forth. But yeah, I think we should wrap this one up. Thank you for listening. We hope we answered some of your questions that you might have had. And if you have any questions, let us know. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.